What's up everyone? We're continuing this hot topic today about flexibility. We're going to be talking about it all week and today we're talking about how to stretch if you're injured. People treat stretching as a cure or magic bullet for injury and they often overstretch. It's something that we dealt with in yesterday's show and we're going to go deeper now. Good morning everybody. Wednesday here in Sydney, Australia. Uh, I am joined with my brother Rad across the table, and behind the mic is Richie, the voice of God. We are Unity Gym and the Unify Movement System. Remember, Tribe, if you want to find out how we turn driven people into athletes, we give away our biggest secrets, our aha moments, insights, uh, whatever you want to call them. In our blueprints, we have three for nutrition, strength, and flexibility. You can download them from the description if you're watching on YouTube or listening in the podcast, or you can grab them from our website, unitygym.com. How is everyone this morning? Yeah, good. Um, this is a topic that's near and dear to my heart, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And it was off the back of a good question, and I, uh, I hope you all are on our uh, inner circle email list, because I always put a bit of context around the topic of the day and uh, send that out as an email with a link back to the show and a link to the podcast. And um, yeah, I think yesterday was a cracking email, if I do say so myself. I think it's a really important topic for people to understand. It's a very misunderstood topic, the uh, science of stretching and should you stretch when injured and all that sort of thing. So mm -hmm. we're mm -hmm. going to dive deeper today. Uh, we don't have Phil White with us today, unfortunately. He's got a lot going on uh, and he had to take the day off to work from home. But yes. we so, yeah. so this all came off the back end of Jess. I've just found it again. Jesse Hogveen's uh, uh, question where she's talking about basically she's been watching a whole bunch of YouTube videos to understand how to get more flexible and no matter how hard she tries, she can't make her front splits more flexible and now she's starting to feel a lot of pain in her hip flexors, which she says her psoas muscles, which is part of the hip flexor, and she doesn't know if she should go to the chiropractor or less or more stretching or, or any of that stuff. And we're gonna talk about that today. We're gonna go deeper into it. We touched on it yesterday. We did a, well, we did a whole show on it yesterday, but we're gonna go deeper into this topic of how to stretch if you're injured. Before we do, Richie, can you please just scroll down in the Movement Mastermind and bring up Gene Carrion's post, please? Because I just want to give her a shout out. It's just epic progress. And uh, I will just uh, ask the question of the day. I'll tag you. We want to know. We want to know. Do you find stretching? Um, I've said elevates pain in my question. Uh, it should say alleviates pain. Uh, maybe I don't know how to spell it. Morning, Vinny, and morning, Ferris, and uh, anybody else that's on the stream. Pain. Give us so, a sorry. Question of the day: Do you find stretching helps reduce pain? Uh, we want to know because it's a really common way that uh, people manage pain. Uh, I certainly do. If I'm feeling a bit of discomfort somewhere, I will stretch it out, and uh, it's uh, it's important that we talk about whether that's the right thing to do or not, uh, because there are certain circumstances where you can make the problem worse. Just tell me when you've got. Um, yeah, I've got it up. Do me shot. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Big shout out to Gene. Um, I, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Gene. Uh, Gene. Sure. Yep. Um, Gene Cracking man. a wicked uh, chest to floor pancake. Uh, any of you who um, have would uh, follow the the group, you would have seen my post on the weekend. Uh, I'm still personally 
a few inches from the floor doing a chest to floor pancake. Yeah, that's uh, wicked progress. And she's saying in the comments, someone was saying, have you got a before photo? And she said, no, I don't. But she said, uh, sorry, I don't have a before pick. However, I had just recovered from a frozen shoulder and it was still a little stiff and difficult to stretch all the way down. I could bow over with my elbows propped up, but not like as in rounding her back, but not touch the mat with my chin or chest. Yeah. Um, and that's uh, only how long ago? In August, she got the Flexibility Masterclass, our, uh, our flagship program for developing pancake and middle splits and front splits and back bridge. All over so body flexibility, yeah. Well done. Absolutely. Well done, Jean. So good. Uh, and so, actually so good. on that, I had, a, um, I had a question come through as a personal DM uh to the to the page the uni gym page from a um a jiu-jitsu athlete it looks like and he was asking for some context around the different things that we do you know the free downloads the flexibility blueprint the 18 minute routines which we have two of and the um the master class routines that we have two of and he wanted to know what would be best for him to level up his flexibility dramatically for his sport and um and I, want, I, I made it clear to him that the blueprints are not a program. The blueprints are the principles that we use to build programs. And that's really important that you understand. Um, and this builds a bit of context around the discussion today too, because I, I very much doubt that anyone will give away a fully complete program on a YouTube video or on a free download. The, the, the purposes of those um, things, like we are giving away insights, we're giving away um, chunks of a system because without the coaching to support a system, it will usually be deployed incorrectly, you know? And so you need to understand that there's context around this. So when we put videos up on YouTube, when Tom Merrick puts videos up on YouTube, when Fitness FAQs puts video, <coughs> videos up on YouTube, they're incomparable to if you work with those people and us in person, if you do one of our full programs. Now, we, we, uh, we do, and, and I know that uh, Dan Vadnell and, and, and a lot of other guys that we rate highly, Tom Merrick, they sell programs standalone programs which are very very good um and that's what our ma master classes are our master classes our, our flexibility master class our mobility master class which was the first one we did was uh, a full body program and uh and the 18 minute stretch routines are as they sound they're a routine that you can use as a beginner to level up flexibility and get started on your journey that's how we used it and then it became and then we adopted it as a warm-up routine and then <coughs> now we adopt them as maintenance routines because there's a difference between stretching and mobility which we're going to talk about tomorrow but what i want you guys to understand is that um, there's only so much you're ever going to be able to learn from watching YouTube videos or downloading a free blueprint or something like that. You know, they, they are the, print, the, especially ours, I can't speak for other people's free downloads, but ours, we give away the lessons. What we learn, we put into a report and then we give that to people. And if you're good at, if you're good at what you do or you have a bit of an understanding of program periodization, you'll be able to use that and deploy that and build a brilliant program, you know. Um, but it's not designed to be a complete cure. Okay. And, and I think this is one of the things that, uh, is it Jess who asked the question about the splits? Yep. Uh, I think this is one of the problems that she's run into here because she's been de deploying insights that she's gathered from YouTube videos 
And unfortunately, you only ever get a snippet of the whole picture when you do that. And there's only so much you can do. And she did get an initial result. She says she got an, a good initial result, but she missed a couple of really fundamental elements of how you develop flexibility. And that's the type of thing that you usually, I mean, we do give that away in our blueprints. We, that's one of the things we talk about, the, the, the actual process of gaining flexibility. Um, so maybe she didn't download that, but we, you know, this is really important. And this is something that you probably won't learn from a YouTube video unless you're following someone really There's good. There's no way you will. I'm going to go a step further with what you're saying because everything that you've said is accurate, but I'm a little bit more to the point with things like this than you are. And the truth is you've got to, if you're a consumer, you've got to think about something from a business perspective. Sometimes we get people that say to us on our video comments, oh, why don't you just give this away for free if you really want to help people? And I feel like saying, stuff you, mate. Like, we've got bills to pay. We, this is how we make our money. I don't go and do another job yeah. to, to pay my bills. This is how I put food on the table for my family and how we pay the rent for our gym and, and all this stuff. So there's a point that comes where as a trainer that's giving out information where you say this is as much as I'm willing to give for free and if you want the real solutions you're going to have to pay me for my services for it yeah. and if you think that that is um, unreasonable then unreasonable, man I'd go yeah. and join another group because honestly the the, the, the time comes where it, like and so so that's from a business perspective from our perspective we give away a lot of good stuff but the full programs, the real solution, the magic, of course we're going to charge for it. How are we ever going to get ahead in life and how can we even put food on the table if we don't do that? Yeah. So that's the first thing to understand. Then, now then what you need to understand as somebody like Jesse who's using YouTube as a tool to get somewhere, when you get to the point like where you are now, when you get to the point where you're like, I have used all of this free stuff to get me to where I am and I cannot get further, there is only one answer. You have to decide which coach you're going to work with and you have to employ them. Yeah. You have to employ them to give you the complete program and their coaching to get you better. And I can tell you from experience that I've done this many times. I have used what I use we, YouTube. We use it heaps. Mm. I mean, I even I, I well, what I did see, I decided to become flexible five years ago. I made the decision. And what I did was I spent, I did exactly what you've done, Jesse. I spent a lot of time on YouTube and on Instagram and I put together things that got me a great initial result. And I too got to a point where I plateaued and I didn't know how to go further. And then what I did was I chose the person that I felt was giving me the most valuable information that I resonated with the most and I paid them to go to the next step. Yeah. And it took me from to, through leaps and bounds to employ a coach. Now, to employ a coach one-on-one -on -one, like I did is far more expensive than what we charge for our programs. It, it has to be. If you're working with a coach, but I'm a coach, I wanted the highest level of coaching. Now, you know, that was about $100 a week that I paid for to do that kind of coaching. You know, it was, it was a, a high level of money, but it was a valuable investment for our business. Yeah. We've you, taken that information and turned it into programs that, that we charge a lot less for. But, you know, we're saying this because the truth is, guys, like, like we give away so much information on this show alone, plus our YouTube videos. But what Yanni was what I feel beating around the bush is in saying what I'm saying very directly. 
The point comes where if you feel that you are plateauing and you are not getting further, there is no more YouTube videos that you can watch that are going to get you to where you want to go. Yeah. The point comes where you have to go, all right, I need a coach that's going to really show me how to get past yeah, this. Point. I 100% agree with mm. what Blakely's saying. First of all, big shout out. Mm. We got um, group royalty on the on the stream here. Blakely Hernage, <laughs> one of our administrators. Hello, uh, and so what's he saying? Blakely's he, saying, I did the YouTube thing for a while. It's a good way to learn the lingo and separate the BS from the real thing, but nothing compared to the real program. And uh, I assume he's talking about... Um, uh, our program, but he's no, also he's done lots. Ten thousand percent to what I've just yeah, said. Yeah, he's he's um, Blakely and a couple of, and one of one of the reasons why Blakely, Tom Wood, and B were are our three administrators in the group is because they've done a lot of Blakely, programs. Can you list online. off the programs that you've done? Because I know you've done a lot. Can you sprout off some of the programs that you've done? Yeah, please? That'd, that'd, I'd, that'd be awesome. I'd really love to to talk about your experience here here quickly because Blakely's one of our first students with our online coaching. Yeah. Um, tell it. You, you came in, Blakely. You got the eighteen minute stretching routine and then the Mobility Masterclass when we first launched it back in 2018, didn't you? Let, let me know. Yeah, and, um, and Vinny's, Vinny's saying, I've been doing the Flexibility Masterclass for eight weeks now, integrated with the at-home workouts and just wondering when or if it's appropriate to perhaps swap in some different movements. Seeing the most progress in my pike stretch, but pancake and middle splits don't seem to be progressing a whole lot. I've got mm -hmm. a little twinge in what I think is the psoas muscle, deep groin, uh, left side that I can feel when I do the extension lifts with focal point or even a Cossack squat eccentric middle splits totally set it off so I don't do those active middle splits isn't too bad if I lower myself down just while I'm reading this um, uh, Vinny can you share if you don't mind share your age uh, because that's going to build some context in my answer here and I've forgotten. I, I believe I have an idea, but I've forgotten. If you don't mind, um, share your age in a comment. Uh, active millisplits isn't too bad. If I lower myself down carefully, I'm careful not to push it when it gets painful. So I use my hand on my knee to support the weight, the extension lifts, and don't and just don't go too deep into the Cossack squat. Is it best to keep carefully working if or focus on other exercises that don't hit that as hard? Can I can I jump in here real yep. quick, Vinny? Do you do the UMS online coaching? Are you doing the foundations or the progressions program? He's not. No. No. Man, in all honesty. Yeah. You need to get stronger. Yeah. It's not the flexibility that's holding yeah. you back, this brother. Is, this is one of the things I was going to say. Um, uh, Vinny's 51. So the, the, what I want, the reason why I asked age then, uh, and, and we've got Blakely um, giving us an answer here. The reason why I want to ask age is because, uh, oh, we got Tom Wood here as well. My God. It's like a, it's like a team reunion. Um, uh, the, the as we said yesterday, and we built a lot of context around the, the mechanism of gaining flexibility has very little to do with the lengthening of muscles. The muscles are elastic already. What it has to do with is the, uh, the, re the receiving of information between muscle and brain that prevents the full use of the length of that muscle because we're not stable there or we're not used to or confident going there. And the brain knows that you're compromised in that position, so it wants to hold you back. It wants to prevent you from going there. Now, the reason why I asked for Vinny's age is because we brought up a, um, a girl on the screen before who, to my observation, looks younger than Vinny. And, uh, and, and 
this is one of the things that age plays a huge factor in is gaining flexibility. Mm -hmm. You cannot compare yourself to someone who's worked on flexibility as a child or an adolescent because at that period of time, there's no in inhibition. The, the brain hasn't developed the inhibitors to the degree that an adult body has or an adult brain has. It's this adage, the, the saying, if you don't move it, you lose it. That is about mobility. And as a child, you will see kids just dive into deep squats and splits and positions like that because the inhibitors haven't been developed yet. So as, as you get older, anything over the age of 30, it becomes a little bit longer. It's not impossible at all. By no means am I saying that it's impossible, but you just have to work a little bit harder at it. And the reason why you're doing the pike stretch uh, before the pancake, Vinny, is m most likely because for some reason your Where brain, your body just oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, feels a little bit more comfortable or confident in that. It's more stable in the pike stretch. You're not balancing. There's not. There's no element of, of, uh, of balance there. So you're nice and stable. You're sitting on the floor. It's nice and easy. The moment you go out into the pancake, there's a little bit less sort of stability. It's a, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of pressure on the inside of the knees. And so the brain is going to hold on there it's not going to feel as uh as tough he says i've been training taekwondo for 30 years fourth degree black belt um and I, I, that's another thing i was going to say when you've put that much effort into a training mechanism you've built like um uh you know very strong neural pathways there i've seen you uh demonstrating kicks and things like that you're proficient at taekwondo and that's going that's going to make it worse for you because your brain's very fixed on what it can do mm -hmm. And opening up that flexibility is going to be even more. So work. I'm going to. Um, we don't normally do this on these coaching calls. This is norm. This actually, this isn't even a coaching call. What we do here, we do our coaching calls in the um, in the UMS online coaching group. But Vinny, I am going to provide you a little bit of specific information here. Then, so he's saying, I wish I had the time and money to do the foundations. Unfortunately, not possible at this time. You, if you, have you got the 18-minute stretching routine? And if you do, did you get it in a bundle where you got the loaded stretching routine? Please tell me ASAP if you've got the loaded stretching routine. Because if you don't have time to do foundations and you're saying that you can't do, like it's like you're getting this twinge in your psoas muscle but or what you think is your psoas uh, and you can't do eccentric middle splits, honestly, the shortest answer that I can give you is that you do need to do more eccentric loading on your muscles. You need yep. to strengthen the range of motion that you have. You won't be able to go as low in the middle splits if it sets it off, but, you, but that is showing a major weakness in your body and that doesn't mean you do less of it. That means you address it. Yep. You need to do, and this, the loaded stretching routine is unbelievable at addressing this issue. It's all about loaded eccentrics. Yep. The um, diagonal stretch in the loaded stretching routine is probably going to be one of the best things for you to do for your hip flexors. The diagonal stretch, you think about how much we did the diagonal stretch when we all started our flexibility journey and what that act, what that did for us all. You know, the way, because it's this loaded yeah. stretching on the hip flexors, it's so good to prepare you for all of the later stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, do have the loaded man, stretching. do it. Stop yep. doing the, the flexibility masterclass for a, for six to, to eight weeks or so and focus on the loaded stretching routine. And I can't remember how much Cossack squat there was in the loaded stretching routine. If there's not, then do it in there. But what you should do, just real quick, Vinny, I, I do the loaded stretching routine as a routine. What I would recommend that you, as in, you know, the whole thing gets done in 20 minutes or whatever it is. I recommend that what you do is for the 
single leg good mornings, the diagonal stretch, the active middle splits, the active pigeon, and add Cossack squats in, do three sets of each of those exercises. Don't just do it once for one set. Do three sets of each of them so it becomes like a workout. And what you can even do is you can change it around so that you do three or four sets of each of them, but you only do, say, the um, the uh, each movement twice a week. So you do the um, good morning and the uh, diagonal stretch on Monday and Thursday and then the active pigeon and the four-point stretch on Tuesday and Friday, you know what I mean? And then the middle splits on Wednesday <laughs> and the Cossack squats. I love Blackley's answer. Uh, I, I want yeah, to just quickly, Blakely's just hold said. on a sec, hold on a sec. Vinny, um, he said here, I wish I had time slash money to do the foundations. Unfortunately, not possible. Is it, how much is it a time issue and how much is it a money issue? And do you have access to equipment? Because I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is and give you that program for free if it's a money issue so that you overcome this issue and then give us a raging review. Seriously. A raging review. A, ra a, a, a ripper review. A I'm so I'm so <laughs> confident that it will solve your problem yeah. that if you do that program properly, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm honestly willing to put my money where my mouth is and give it to you for free. I know that you've been with us for a long time. You've been heavily in, uh, into what we do. If it's a money issue, brother, uh, we'll, we'll solve that problem for you. Let us know. So Blakely's saying, when I asked before, which programs have you done? He said, I did Thenex, Athlean-X, P90X, a lot of X. <laughs> He's saying, <laughs> maybe it's time for Unity-X. I almost did Got ROM and Tom Merrick. So Blakely's done a hell of a lot of programs. Uh, so is Tom Wood. Um, Tom um, Wood has done a lot of programs. And these guys love what we do for whatever reason. I don't know why. There must be something we're doing right. They've, <laughs> they've done all of that and come to us. What do you, Blakely, can you, I'm just curious, because I know you've told me this before, but I'd love to hear it. And because we've got you on the, on the live stream, can you and Tom, can you just um, let, and Tom, let us know which ones you've done and why you've stuck with us for so long. What is it that you like about what we do that you weren't able to find in other online coaching programs? I'd really love to know. Uh, okay, so we should probably actually talk about the topic of the day. <laughs> well, we have point. been. We have been talking about stretching and, and uh, um, you know, training through injury. I mean, look, the, you know, the, the, the big thing that we want to talk about um, is that when you have, um, when you've got an injury to a muscle or a passive structure in a joint, um, stretching is the, the worst thing that you can do for it. Um, loaded eccentrics which is a part of the stretching programs that we do, like the, like the loaded stretching routine, um, they are not what I would necessarily call stretching. You can control that and you can control the range of motion and make loaded eccentric a good exercise to do. Yep. But stretching, like what Jean, Jean, or Jean or Jean is, it was doing um, when you've got an injury, uh, no, Jesse, Jesse it is. Um, oh my God, that's, just it's you know if you stretch pull your joints into their full range of motion as far as they can go feel pain but do it anyway you're just making it worse yeah and i had a um we had a, a comment yesterday on the spine mobility masterclass um pinned post for the flash sale which is finished now uh from a gentleman and i can't talk about he, he dm'd me um last night because he wanted to take it off the public forum because he's got very specific work that I'll talk to you boys about, you'll be able to relate to. Um, he doesn't like to talk about it in the public forum, but he's got uh, 
back problems and he's got a facet joint issue and he's been doing yoga and um, yo he wants to know whether yoga is something that we would recommend. It seems to have flared the issue up. And I said to him that I absolutely do not think that yoga is the right thing for him to do because it's not gonna do much. He's, he said he's doing a lot of long passive holds, which he's learning from yin yoga from watching a YouTube channel. And, uh, and I said, that's probably the last thing you need right now. For what you're doing, uh, which I can gather from the conversation so far, um, is very demanding on his body. Uh, he needs to build strength and strength in end ranges and doing long hold passive stretching is gonna do nothing for that. It's, it's probably gonna destabilize the joints even more. And um, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's, this is the thing, you know, our natural, we naturally feel the need and there is a notion that stretching is great for alleviating pain and long passive stretching and gentle yin stretching is the right thing to do. But we've been at this, between the three of us in here, we've got a collective 55 years of industry knowledge. You know, we've done pretty well, uh, 45 years maybe. 15, you and me have been in for 20? 17 years, so that's 34, and Richard's been in for seven years, so 41 years. Yeah, and that doesn't include our own personal training before that. That's how long we've been coaching people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, you know, we've got a fair bit of skin in the game, and in our experience, when, you've, when you're experiencing a joint issue, joint pain, it's always a lack of strength. It's always a lack of strength and it may feel tight. Richie. And yep. if it feels um, tight, usually it's because the, there's a muscle in there or muscles or a muscle system that is overworked and um, not uh, or ill prepared for what you're asking it to do. And the body clamps it down to prevent movement. Um, yeah, Blakely, I love uh, how good is Blakely's answer. So I asked of all these training online training programs that you've done why is it that you've stuck with uh, us for so long and he says no dogma not afraid to use weights and basic weightlifting when it's more appropriate a universal systematic grammar to the whole thing that i can modify on my own i prefer to be in control of my own without uh and the ums is the best tool for it love it mate awesome and then he's saying plus when someone else has a great system or component you're not afraid to just throw the whole thing in <laughs> and <laughs> plus richie, and richie is, handsome. is handsome how good is that tom what are you still on the show oh, here we go tom's jumped in now tom has done athlean x gold medal bodies gymnastics bodies upright health everything i've followed in the past has focused on either strength or flexibility or calisthenics nothing i've uh, done has put all this together like your program does. Love it. That's awesome. Love it. We didn't intend this to just end up being a big, um, um, you know. Yeah, but we never get these two guys on the show. Yeah, and I know. I mean, look, the truth is that I'm going to I'm going to take the opportunity to say it. We we make a conscious effort to in these shows to to give value to add to answer questions to try and demystify this whole thing for people without plugging what we do all the time. But every now and then when it's appropriate, like it is in talking, in answering Jessie's question about um, this stretching stuff and her search on YouTube, I really believe it's appropriate for us every now and then to just say, we back what we do and this is why. And, be, and having Tom and Blakely on the show, two guys that are our, some of our, like Blakely said here, he was the fifth person to sign up to the foundations program when we yeah. launched it in January, 2019. You know, these guys are really, you know, some of our best testimonials. They've come so far. Um, Jesus has asked, is it, Jesus. Um, is it Jesus. 
Jesus, I don't know. Is it, uh, um, <laughs> is it Jesus? He oh. has asked uh, what we think of yoga, if we don't mind. Um, I have a really biased opinion here because I've never, <laughs> and it's a terrible opinion because it's uneducated because I've never done much yoga. We did a little bit of yoga when we were kids and that's about it. And I've got uh, every girlfriend I've had in the past two decades and I, you know, th which is not that many. Everyone I, get ready because Yanni and I are about to let rip on yoga. Get um, ready. We're going to give an honest They've all done here. yoga. They've all loved yoga. And, and, and so I've just formed pretty... Um, specific beliefs about it and so i'm probably the worst person to talk to about this but in my opinion and rad's got some very um strategic reasons why he doesn't really like yoga it's an incomplete program and uh the straight the, the easiest way to throw stones at yoga for us is that there's no pulling patterns and pulling patterns are a huge fundamental part of human uh strength patterns movement patterns and so if you neglect one of the most major movement patterns that the human body is designed to do, it's an incomplete program in our opinion. And it creates structural imbalance because of that reason. You know, yoga, the, some advanced yogas and power yogas do a lot of pushing, it, whether they're an isometric hold where you're holding your body by pushing the floor or, or stabilizing on the floor. And then some even do hand balancing and things like that. They're all push patterns, mm -hmm. but there's no pull patterns there. Um, and so that creates Those in and of itself imbalances. creates a huge imbalance in the body and our entire system, our entire system is built around achieving structural balance, anatomical structural balance, which in and of itself, we believe is the better way to train. Remember, training is not competition. When you compete, you're not trying to balance the body. You're usually stressing the body until it breaks. Training is about creating a platform, a foundation that you can go and deploy in anything that you do. So, you know, yeah, if you want to go and use yoga as your way of um, expressing your ability, that's one thing. But to use it as your mechanism for training and only tr the only training that you do, I think it's a freaking terrible idea. <laughs> so here's that's my opinion. Here's my two cents on yoga. The first thing that I'm going to say is, if it's yoga or nothing, then it's brilliant. Anything that is a movement Agreed. in this day and age. Agreed. Anything. And there's far worse than there's yoga. There's far worse that you could do than <laughs> yoga. But any, like if somebody said, um, do, you, do you think Latin dancing is a good thing to do for health and exercise? I'd say absolutely. If it's that or sit on your ass and do nothing all the time, yeah. then for 100%. fuck's sake, show me your tango. Yeah. Um, so anything is good like that. That said... I like to think that the question comes more around what do you think of yoga as opposed to UMS. this? And if we yeah. say that, I don't like it at all. For the reason that Yanni said, I'm going to add something else to it. And there is no denying. I've heard yogis look at me when I say, oh, there's no pull patterns. And they frown and they go, oh, yes, there is. Bullshit, there is. Where's the pull patterns in yoga, man? You need a bar. Or a, or a set of rings or a rope to do pulling. Where is it? It's yeah. not there. It's done on the floor on a mat, you yeah, know? Yeah. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that the legs need weight in order to be trained effectively. Yeah. They, they need weight. They need load. So yeah. we've trained a lot. We've trained a lot of people that have done yoga for a very long time at Unity Gym. And they all come to us because yoga is an incomplete practice. So... If you said to me, what do you think of yoga in the sense of I'm going to either choose to do yoga or do the UMS or I'm going to choose to do yoga or do this type of group training? I don't like it. There's there's so many better things that you can do. If you said to me, 
I'm going to the gym and lifting weights. And what do you think about doing a little bit of yoga as well? Brilliant. Brilliant. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. If our, you're our already good training friend Ben body, Pukowski does that. Yeah. If he's an ex-Olympia bodybuilder and yeah. he trains hard in the gym to develop strength and then he uses yoga to offset that strength. And to That's do flexibility brilliant. and also for this yin-yang yeah. type way of training, which I do believe in. I do believe in this concept of yin and yang, which is not everything in life should be intense, this yang yeah. type training. There should be some yin. There should be some stuff which is gentle. Yanni and I like to meditate. Um, for that, uh, but there should be things that you do actively that are that are from this opposing force. Awesome, Jesus is saying he does. Um, yeah, I think, Latin and, dance. and dance is another great example of that. Uh, martial arts is another great example of that. But I believe martial arts is incomplete, and this is one of the things that Vinny is facing right now. You know, Vinny's and and Vinny's going to be unfortunately very just naturally dogmatic. If you've done a martial art for thirty years, you it's very difficult not to become dogmatic about it. And Rad used to have this problem too with his martial arts and I had it with boxing and it wasn't until my boxing trainer tapped me on the shoulder and said mate you're getting your shoulders are getting injured all the time you need to go and build some strength yeah. and that, that was the best thing that ever happened to me that, because I was so dogmatic that you just boxing was the be all and end all nothing could beat me was, when I was, I was the same competing at boxing you know and and it's an incomplete practice it doesn't develop strength in the same way that putting a barbell on your back or lifting a barbell off the floor loaded with weights does mm -hmm. you cannot you just it just doesn't you yeah. know and i you know like um jesus here is saying also before you guys i used to follow saturno movement which follow a similar approach with calisthenics flexibility and yoga but i never improved my flexibility since the yoga was passive and never loaded plus they were new so they barely had content on their programs See, how's that? Because the truth is, I follow that dude and I am seriously impressed by his capabilities. That, that dude inspires me when I look at him online. But the more I dig deeper into it, this is what I've noticed from not having ever met him, not having ever done his programs, only looking at him on Instagram. So please take this with a grain of salt. But his legs look like this. Mm. I've never, ever seen him do a single post where he's holding a barbell and doing any kind of loaded lower body movement, which makes me believe that his training is very imbalanced because yeah. he has a very good upper body physique because of, the, of, of what he does. He has developed a great upper body physique, but I think the legs are like this. And if you're saying that you did it, but saw no improvement in flexibility, it's yeah. working for him, but it's not working for the tribe. Well, I'd be interested to see what how, how old he was when he started developing flexibility or doing all he that He was sort an of adult. Stuff, you know? I, I've seen his before and after oh, pics. Really? He's got yeah. pictures of showing that he used to be a booze hound, but yeah. he was very young. He's, he's, he's now only in his late 20s. Yeah, so he's right. done it He's done yeah. it in his yeah. 20s. Look, you know? until, until you're about 27 to 30 for a male, your body is still developing and very, very programmable. Yeah. All the tissues in the body are still taking on data and being programmed. Up until about the age of 27 to 30 for a male, it's a little bit sooner, a couple of years sooner for a female. Everything kind of stops doing that and starts just turning over tissues instead of the development of tissue. So you have this incredible window of opportunity growing up until about the age of 27, where if you're developing strength or flexibility or skill, it happens so much easier than if you start to try and do it after the age of 30. And that's just physiology. We can't really deny that. Um, but, um, and so I'm always really, really a little bit uh, judgy on um, people who create systems 
when they do it that young, I, I, I'd love to see how their system changes and evolves if they had started trying to do it after the age of 30, after the body has stopped developing, because it's, it, it's a little bit different for them. It's going to happen a little bit differently. Now, that's not to say that they don't know what they're talking about. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying that um, it's, a, it's a different experience for an adult to gain strength and flexibility as, as it is for a child or an adolescent. Yep. It's a very different experience. And yeah. so it's for someone like Vinny who's sitting there watching videos of younger, much much, much younger people um, uh, getting faster results, it can, can become really frustrating, you know, because you're kind of like, man, I'm doing all the work. But um, yeah, my, my, I, I uh, totally agree with uh, Rad here. Strength, and this is really on topic, strength is really important when you have any issue, any pain, it's usually always an instability issue or uh, an issue where the muscle is being, uh, it doesn't have the load capacity. Stretching yeah. is load to the body, you know? <coughs> so very Look, quickly. We've, we, we've, um, we've gone through this process to create the UMS from the pursuit of being in our, you know, maybe middle-aged years, the early start of the middle-aged years, like being in our late thirties, where we started to feel that our bodies were falling apart and not being able to do the things that we used to be able to do. And Yanni and I had to really, like Richard wasn't um, as pivotal in the creation of the UMS only because he's 10 years younger than us. And he could, Richard's only just started to feel his body falling apart, haven't you Richard, in the last, <laughs> in the last year or so since he's hit that magic age of 30. And uh, I'm seeing him laugh behind his uh, computer up there. but. We were forced to do that. We were forced to ditch our dogma and say, shit, this isn't working. How do we bring this knowledge together? And we're lucky that Yanni had such a strong belief around weightlifting. And I had such a strong belief around movement type training and calisthenics and martial arts because none of us were able to pull the system that we taught to our members in one direction far enough. Yeah. It was always pulled to that middle point of that balance with strength and flexibility. Yeah, we were uh, recently, we're working with an, uh, a copywriter in the States and we're reliving our story of what got us mm. here because he's gonna help us with some of the uh, marketing that we're doing in the future. And yeah, it's quite interesting to look at how important it was that we both had such different backgrounds and then we, we brought it together to create the Unify Movement it System. Re it really is pivotal. I really believe that we're going through this exercise with Kevin, this marketer that's making us say our story. We were talking to him for two hours yesterday about our backstory and it really was a, ref a point of reflection where we were. I was able to go, wow, that's where we've come from and what we did. And I truly believe that the magic of the UMS comes from the fact that you and I had it's such the, polarizing differences. I don't think that any the, I don't think that any one person would have been able to create what we've no, created. Not at all. And we wouldn't have been able to create it without Richie's good looks. It's a yep. unification of the uh, experiences of Rad and I and the looks of Richard. Look, ri ri Richard has had plenty of his <laughs> Richard has had plenty of I'm his of input. Of course joking. Richard's Richard had a has lot had of plenty input of his input into, into this as well because he, he has had many a time where he's pointed out you know we're, we're doing too much of this or we're not doing enough of this and, we, and we've got it to that place it's just that yanni and i have been the vocal ones but look guys um we've gone way over time today but uh that was a, that was something that was very it was a good discussion very passionate I, about i and thoroughly I enjoyed that discussion. Discussion. very quickly before we finish 
Here's what we need to point out today. If muscles muscles usually feel tight due to an overload-induced spasm, building capacity should be your priority. Capacity comes through both a mix of loaded stretching and strength training. Stretching to end range is aggravating for passive structure injuries, so do not do it if you're hurting. It's just going to make the problem worse, and if you experience pain, then you're stifling the flexibility adaptation process anyway. Okay, and more range can be detrimental to injury risk if range cannot be controlled. Remember, stability comes first. Strength and stability comes first. I'll repeat our mantra that we have printed on the wall here. True flexibility cannot be achieved in the absence of strength. So if you are trying to get flexible and you're not at the same time developing strength, you are wasting your time. Yep. That's I want I want to give a <coughs> a special shout out and thank you to Blakely and Tom Wood. These guys are I love having you guys on the show um, for many reasons, but uh, these guys you know give so much value to these groups and um, you know they do it out of the love for what they do. They're, Absolutely, uh, and, know, and, and also uh, a huge shout out to everyone, uh, Vinny as well for sharing their story because it is a really really important. Uh, it's really important for you guys, and this is why we are always encouraging you to leave Google reviews and Facebook reviews, because your stories and your experiences are far more valuable and far more impressionable to people who are sitting on the fence and wondering whether they should go down this path of flexibility and strength training. Tra training in balance, training mm. for structural balance. You know, this is so important that people learn this message. And uh, and your stories play a huge role in people making the decision to go down this path. So yeah, thank you very much. It, it, I agree with you, Vinny. Um, uh, very good episode. Great discussion. And uh, I think there's a lot of, uh, of useful insight in there for everybody yeah we're going to be tomorrow we're going to be talking about flexibility training how much should you stretch so tune in for the dosage yeah, the, the dosage, dosage for best how results to get it all right yeah see you tomorrow everyone have Good a great work, day guys health is about performance not just body image you better be willing to accept what you're going to have to do to get there we'll start focusing on movement goals strength goals flexibility goals when you nail that skill it's there forever the body image goal doesn't get you that far. It's the consistency and frequency that's going to get you there. It's not the intensity. There's no shortcuts to mastery and movement. Destination doesn't change overnight, but your direction will. It's the gym is not the place to beat up the body that you hate. It's the place to build the body that you love. We are the gym that teaches people how to move instead of just exercise because we believe that health is about performance, not just body image.